0: we gonna do right here is go back way back back into
1: time it's
2: time to kick it old school with the new school flair taking you back to a time where things felt good welcome to old-fashioned health today is the day to take back your health Old Fashioned Health is just the right place to do it. Your host, Alvin, is determined to make sure you are in good health inside and out. Now, the time has come for some good Old Fashioned Health, right here on 1100 AM. Here's Alvin!
3: Okay! What's up, everybody? What's
0: going on? Alvin and he you Go
3: outside. Hey, can you hear me? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? This is Alvin and Edmund. Uh, we're tuning in with you today, and we got a lot of good uh, conversation. We have uh, two doctors that will be uh, we'll be speaking with today. We'll be giving you a lot of updates on um, how to stay healthy during this coronavirus. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, we just want to actually have you call in, ask a few questions, you know, your concerns or... Maybe some myths and things that you've heard or, you know, just, you know, trying to figure a way to best stay healthy out there and what's going on. We're
0: going to help them out, man. We're going to help them out and, and uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, get some things going
3: here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: I'm, I'm, I think I'm having a little technical difficulty here. But anyway. Uh, I'm, I, there now, you go. I you can you hear got, you now. You got me. Yeah. You, you're Corona had my mic, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Corona <laughs> had my mic. I Keep know y'all can hear me. me. That's the purpose <laughs> of having a good an absolutely great co-host thanks man for bringing me in thank you for being here and thank you for happy me. to see everybody here so how's your day been going man
3: my day has been very busy man i actually uh didn't go to sleep until 8 30 a.m this morning you work and, hard like that. man i i you know i put a lot of you work hard like, like that anyway right it. It's a lot going on right now, so I'm trying to accomplish as much as I possibly can. Right. You know, working from home is... Um, Wonderful. Yeah, it is, yeah. I must say. Wonderful you know. thing. I love working from home. I, I do, too. Yeah, I had a little technical difficulty. My
0: mic, it was... was I don't know what was going on with my mic, man. it was just trying to... I don't know. But anyway, this is Alvin. And, and, and we got a great We got a great show lineup for you all. We have a group of doctors on a panel that we call COVID-19... Uh, um, I guess we call it the COVID 19 update, is what we're calling it. So, every Thursday, uh, every Thursday, every Thursday for the next six weeks or so, uh, we're going to be informing and educating you all on everything with the COVID virus. what to do, what you should not do, miss. Uh, and, and the doctors are going to be bringing you different updates on what's going on and any questions you may have, feel free to call in. Uh, so, the doctors that's on the panel, we got Dr. Alexander. Y'all have heard Dr. Alexander. He's been on here before a few times with us uh, from Smartplex ATL. And we have Dr. Donald Sewell. Uh, she's also uh, on Old Fashioned Avenue Network. Y'all have heard her quite a few times. And Donald, Dr. Sewell has a show anywhere called The Wellness Enclave. You can always listen to her show. Uh, go to her podcast and listen to her. And then we have Dr. Hines from Freeman Moore Medical Consultant. So we have three amazing doctors. Got some great, great information. I mean, these people are on the front line directly, indirectly, whatever you can think about. I know uh, Dr. Sewell does, takes a lot of, she, she, man, she has uh, one of the hardest jobs because she talked to people mentally about different situations, what's going on with them, how they handle it and, and I mean, it's it, it's just as bad mentally to deal with this covid lives as it is to deal with it physically.
3: It is, I agree. I, <laughs> I've uh, talked with a lot of people and, um, you know, in different work fields and professions and working from home it's definitely uh, something unique for them. But as right. well, it's like you say, it's playing on a lot of people's mental psyche. Yeah, they're nervous, um, man. Yeah, it's like, it's like shell shock.
0: Because I'm going to tell you, man, I'd be, listen, uh, it, it kind of got me a little, I, uh, like when I'm out and about and, and I, I don't, we, we're doing social distancing like we're supposed to, right? But in my mind, when you see people or just to be in the house all that time and you, it, it doesn't bother me being in the house. I enjoy being home. So I'm not one of those people like, because here's the way I look at it. I could be. Homeless and have to deal with with the COVID nineteen. So yeah. I'm blessed to be able to be at home to and deal home. with it yeah. and have have that option. But still, uh, it is a lot to deal with to have to, to deal with this thing mentally and and to think about what life used to be the way we know it and what it is now is totally different. You know, so that's that's a lot going on. And so, Doctor Doctor uh, uh, Sewell is going to speak a lot about different things about she she has a whole she's really structured She has a format of exactly what she's going to be talking about so I won't spoil the surprise I'll let her introduce what she's going to talk about Dr. Hines is an ER she's in the emergency room she just I know she sees a lot oh, she sees a lot I would just be man I, I could the mental capacity to, you have to have to deal with that is a lot and I don't know if I could how comfortable I would be to to watch somebody that's going to Pass away without their family members being there Without their friends being there You know what I'm saying So it's, it's, that's kind of hard And then Dr. Alexander is just a wealth At Jackson State We call it a plethora of information He does with it on all levels Family practices Dr. Alexander, has, he does all all He's been everywhere as far as medicine is concerned So there's nothing medically speaking that on this platform we won't be able to address. And this is the way some of our doctors, I'm not even call her name out, but whatever she don't know, she will research it and get an answer for you. Awesome. Ain't awesome. that right, Dr. Sewell? I know she's listening to us too. But uh, so they're gonna call in at different times. Dr. elizana is gonna call in at 310, and he's gonna talk to us for a little while. And then Dr. Hines is gonna call in at 3:30, and then Dr. Donald Sewell is gonna call in at 345. And, and so you all, if you have any questions, this is the number to call. It's 404. 404- Six zero three eight seven seven zero. All right four zero four six zero three Eight seven seven zero is the number to call if you have any questions. Uh, and we, we, we try to get to you, uh, but uh, they're going to be uh, calling in and having a conversation with us. So we got about three minutes before Dr. Uh, Alexander calling, so we're going to do what we normally do. You know, we always start to show up well, with the Black National Anthem. Black national anthem. And uh, we do that trying to educate people about the Black National Anthem. And, you know, we have our own national anthem. I know football season is not started yet, but I try to encourage other HBCUs to play our own Black National Anthem, you know. So we won't play the whole song because we only got about three minutes before Dr. Alexander calls in. But we're going to do that. And then when we come back, Dr. Alexander will probably be on the line with us. And we're going to get this party started. All right. This is Alvin and Etman on Edmund. the old-fashioned health show on The Real 1100.
2: So I invited some of my dear friends
1: to help me sing about freedom and cause it to rain.
3: Author, chef, coach, educator, multi-business owner. She's a CBD advocate that supports the many health benefits of CBD. Contact Barbara Bird for more information about CBD benefits and business opportunities at www.barbarandbird.com or email at, info at gmail.com or give her a call at 770. 770- Barbara Ann Bird, your serialpreneur.
0: All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. I'm here with my co-host, Edmund. And we are going to be educating you all on all things uh, COVID-19. And again, we got the lines open. So if there's questions you have, please feel free to call in. Dr. Alexander should be calling in any minute now. But let me just give you all a little bit. Uh, what's going on? You know, they're asking us to shelter in place. So if they're asking you to shelter in place, y'all listen to them. I know a lot of people have a lot of theories about what is and what ain't and whether it's true or not. And they're just like randomly like going to family members house like it's a holiday season. And I'm like, you got elderly people that maybe be that, you know, it could be you could be passing the, uh, the virus off to. And don't and don't even realize it, you know. So we're asking people if they say if, if the mayor and the governor, well, I'm just talking about our wonderful mayor that's doing a great job. Uh, she's on it and she's asking us, you know, y'all stay at home and social distancing and everything. That doesn't mean go to the cookout at your cousin's house. You know what I'm saying? It means you stay at your house. And if we do what we're supposed to do for the 15 days, I think the logic behind it, after 15 days, you know if there's anything going on with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And after 15 days, you should be you, you, sh- you should be good. So you know uh, if if you know if, if you just just do that and then you're not taking the virus to somebody else. If you stay at home, just don't go visiting people. You know if you hadn't seen your significant, you know what the, do you think? The
3: the big thing I think about it is that you actually it's it's about you protecting yourself but protecting your loved ones more more so. This is Doctor Ex Alexander calling in now.
0: Okay, Um, yeah, Dr. Alexander's calling me. All right, but yeah, yeah,
3: until we click him in. But yeah, I think it's more so think about the fact of, you know, I know you get restless. You don't want to be at home. You know, you're tired. You know, you got cabin fever. You want to get out. Get out, get some sunshine, get some exercise. But for the most part, think about the loved ones that you may be affecting if you were to come to see them. Okay, so we're going to go to Dr. Alexander now. Dr.
0: Alexander, how you doing?
4: I am doing well. How are you gentlemen doing? We're doing well. Good
3: to hear from you, man. How you been?
4: Doing well. Elvin.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will. What what you got for us today, Doc?
4: Well, you know, um, it, it's a little discouraging right now. Uh, the numbers, um, though, they seem to be going down as far as uh, COVID's going is concerned. Um, it seems like the uh, the number of deaths within the African American community is going up, and you know we need some we need some answers and we need some things that we can do about that. And so it has it has kept me up at night. Mm. And. Um, you know, some of the things that, that have been identified, of course, is uh, the disease states. We would call it comorbid diseases that go along with um, just not being healthy. Of course, you know, the top ones are hypertension, diabetes, and a lot of people don't even know that obesity is a disease in and of itself. It's no longer just something that occurs because you eat too much. It is considered to be a disease. Mm. now. So um, we have to respect it as a disease because there's so many things that come along with being um, overweight and obese. But the other things that we think about are, are congestive heart failure. So let's, let's just take it back a little bit. I think maybe I've been preaching so much about diet and stuff. I haven't given people enough, enough of the common sense reasons why these things kind of are, are important. Mm-hmm. So let's look at that from a different perspective. Okay. Okay. Um, A lot of people say that, okay, genetics, right, um, is is, is why they they have diabetes, hypertension, that kind of stuff. And that may be true. But what we found out over the years is that these genes can be turned on and some of them can be turned off. But the biggest thing is if you never turn them on, okay? Mm. And so what would be the thinking of somebody who would say, you know what? What can I do to not turn that gene on? Or if I've turned it on already and I have hypertension, and diabetes, what can I do to turn it off? Well, if we look at diet, okay, how many people would think out there that somebody who was vegan would turn on the gene for diabetes, hypertension, congestive heart failure, or obesity? Mm. Probably not many. No, you know, all I not, think no. they, if they were honest with themselves, they would say, you know what, that lifestyle probably means that I would be healthier. Okay, that's common sense. Okay, so if you have it, would it not go to reason that maybe I need to start looking at the plant kingdom for my information, okay, or people who know about eating plants to get my information from them more so than the commercials on television which is showing me a burger with cheese (laughs) and bacon and then they put... Now they got, they got a chicken sandwich with, with donuts.
0: I know, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right? I yeah, mean, let's yeah. double up on the sugar,
4: huh? Yeah, so so which way would I go? I think I'd, I'd start looking at the plant kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you to go vegan, but what I'm going to tell you is go there to start to get your information because that's going to take you 180 degrees from where you're at for most people, most African Americans. It's going to take you away from the... The, 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 the meats and the fried things, and it's going to take you all the way over to the plant kingdom. And maybe, maybe some of you will stay over there. And then for the rest, maybe we meet you in the middle. Okay. But that can only help. All right. Right. So let's, let's just examine a little bit. Okay. So one of the things that happens and what's going on with this, this virus is that there are certain foods that cause inflammation within the system and certain foods which are anti-inflammatory, all right? They, they decrease inflammation. So if we were just to make a list, and I say, you know, you had a piece of paper, on the left side, put the ones that cause inflammation, and on the right side, put the ones that are anti-inflammatory. So I'm just going to go down a list, and you tell me whether it goes right or left, right, okay? okay? And I'm going to let you guys answer for me. Okay, okay no. Right. Anti-inflammatory right. on the right or left? On the right. I would say right. On the right. Okay, sugar. Left. 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 Beans. Right. right. Sodas. Left. left. Lentils. Right. Say that again. Lentils. Oh, I thought it said Mentos, <laughs> the candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the right. I'm sorry. Okay. Fermented foods like um, kombucha and and um, kimchi that give you probiotics. That's definitely right. On right. right? That's right. definitely on the right. 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 Coconut water, olive oil. Right. Right. Okay. Hot dogs. Left. left. Completely on the left. Bologna. On the left. Okay, chips. Left, left. Okay, um, fried chicken with Krispy Kreme donut on top. <laughs> left, left, left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. How about vitamins? Right, right. Black seed oil. Right, right. right. definitely right. Okay, sea um, moss with all these vitamins and minerals. Right, right. Uh-huh. Margarita uh, in the middle. What day? What day?
2: They...
4: <laughs> <laughs> that falls okay. somewhere in the middle. <laughs> the they little put little. a lime with How it. About <laughs> how about shots how about shots of uh, vodka tequila um, Hennessy? left left okay how about if we're gonna if we're gonna do some other things for the body how about exercise
0: definitely on the, getting the right. right
4: getting proper sleep the on right. the right yep okay getting a moderate amount of um endorphin producing sex the right right on the right okay. Um, staying up all night and watching television. On the left. <laughs> L- listening to negative news. Left. Definitely left. Arguing with people. Left. Far left. left. Okay. All right. So, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Without being a physician, without being a nutritionist, without being... Um, Anybody that even knows a lot about these things, we have so much information in our in our, our memory banks already. We because some of it is just dug on common sense. is right. Dehydration, not getting enough water is going to be on the left. Drinking enough water is going to be on the right. Okay. So this is, this is
0: simple stuff. Let me ask you a question, Doc. What do yes, you sir. tell What do you tell those people that say, "Well, we grew up on that kind of thing"? How do you answer? I, you know, I. I, I get tired of hearing that, and this is, well, we grew up on that kind of food. That's that's what my that's what my auntie and my grandmama used to eat." What do you tell them? Because you're a doctor. What do you tell them?
4: Okay. Well, you know, in the past, I used to have long conversations, right? and I would I would spend 40 minutes in the, in the office convincing people. Now, what I do, I just tell them, "You on the left, and walk away." <laughs> okay. Okay. Because because unfortunately, that's what's happening with this virus. Okay. The immune system can't respond because it is already the whole system is already inflamed. So the things that you need in order to fight this doggone virus are already being utilized to deal with all the inflammation that's in your system. Hmm. Doc, I got a so question.
3: Need, I'm sorry. Go
4: ahead. Your, your, your troops are divided. OK, mm-hmm. so they're over there fighting a war that they don't need to fight. And they're they're getting exhausted. And so you come into the hospital with diabetes, hypertension, all inflamed, congestive heart failure, your legs are swollen, you know, um, your, your, your vessels are all clogged up, and you're expecting to be able to get everything to the site of where the virus is. Now, here's the thing about the virus. Somebody asked this question today, and I thought it was wonderful. They said, they asked me, they said, Doc, why is it that this virus is causing respiratory failure so fast, like shortness of breath so fast? Well, here's a simple thing about viruses. Simple, simple, simple concept. Viruses unchecked, unchecked, replicate every 20 minutes. Okay. And what I mean by that, they double. Okay. So let's say you inhale a thousand of them. And that's why we're wearing these masks. So we won't inhale a thousand. Maybe we'll inhale maybe 50. Okay. Mm. All right. So you inhale a thousand. In 20 minutes, you're going to have 2,000. In 21 minutes, 20 more minutes, you will have 4,000. In 20 more minutes, you will have 8,000. Then 16, 32, okay, 64,000. Now, if you have your system all inflamed, you're going to double at a pretty high rate. And that's why these people are getting so sick and they're just kind of dropping so fast. And, and the body can't catch up. And if your body can't respond, you are going to die. I don't care if they give you all kind of medications, you are going to die. If your body can't respond, the medications by themselves will not save you. That's why so many deaths are occurring. Now, if, on the other hand, you have a pretty good immune system and it's not all inflamed and you've done some things to try and get the inflammation out your system, then the body can, the body can respond. Mm -hmm. And when it responds, it will take care of the viruses. So that's why it's it's doubling like that.
0: In our community.
4: Right. So here's something that we need to be thinking about in our community that's really, really important. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, What can we do? Now, we're hearing about this hydroxychloroquine. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, what they're not telling you is that in New York, it's not just hydroxychloroquine that they're using. They're using hydroxychloroquine. They're using... Um, azithromycin, which is an antibiotic, and they're using something that they're keeping very secret, high-dose vitamin C. But it's not really high-dose vitamin C, and that's why we're still losing people. They're using a moderate dose of vitamin C. Now, what do I mean by that? They're giving it in the vein, and um, they're not really loading the people up. They're giving them a a small amount four times a day. It totals to about 6,000 milligrams in a day or six grams. In alternative medicine, what we use is you come into my office and you want a boost, just a boost. I'm going to give you 10 grams. If you're sick, I'm giving you anywhere from 12.5 to 25 grams IV. That's the boost. Mm. You're using 1.5 grams, all right? But they're still getting some pretty good results. And the the studies bear this out. This is not like you know, somebody just doing hocus pocus. There are some studies out there that show that if you add – high-dose vitamin C to your regimen, people do better. Now, this whole thing about hydroxychloroquine that is so dangerous, and this is why you don't hear the doctors endorsing it, is that if you already come in in a weakened state and your kidneys are weak, your heart is weak, and they give you hydroxychloroquine, it's probably going to kill you. It's probably going to kill you. Oh, man. Okay?
1: Wow.
4: Right. It, it's a dangerous drug. So it may, in fact, be healthy. Or then again, somebody wrote uh, today, they said, well, We should be getting back to normal because they're not using as many ventilators in New York, so the hydroxychloroquine must be working. Yeah, maybe. But how about the fact that we're social distancing now? When you take a herd of people, okay, or you have some animals, and you get a disease in the animals, what do you do? You split the animals up so they don't spread the disease all over each other. Right. That's what you do. So that's what we're doing with this social distancing. We're moving everybody apart. So at some point, the disease starts to slow down and you need less ventilators. Is it the hydroxychloroquine? We can't measure that right now. But we do know that if we give it to the wrong people, it's going to kill you. Now, I'm not saying don't use it. I'm saying what I would do is I would decrease the dose of the hydroxychloroquine, and I'd increase the dose of the vitamin C. And for everybody that's out there, I would say, get on the vitamin C. We have it in our office. Come get it. Get a dose. Tell them when you're at, you Doc. up before you get sick. Y-
0: y'all can go to Dr. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ellison's website. Please do. Go to his website, uh, smartplexatl.com. Okay, Doc, well, I just want them to make sure they know.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so... So those are some things that we can talk about there, and you guys might have some. So those that, That's the stuff that was on my heart today is that, you know, it's our lifestyle that has put us in this position where we're checking out more than everybody else. It may be that we're not getting the medications that we need either, okay? That may be part of it that, that you know, sometimes uh, they have it has been shown in um, research that we get less pain medication when we're African-Americans and we go into the, into the hospital. I can't say that we're getting less hydroxychloroquine. I can't say that. But I can say this. I'm not going to put myself in a position to find out. Right. So everybody out there, let's not put ourselves in a position to find out. Doctor, got a question. Let's start talking about plants. Let's start eating plants. Let's learn about it. So you don't need to get it from me. Go online and and look up vegan diet. Vegan diet. And then somewhere in there, decide where you want to be. You're a grown person. Grown-ass person. You can decide whether you want to eat and stay where you're at and keep gaining weight and not exercising and become obese and get diabetes, hypertension, all that kind of stuff. And when it comes, you can beg for another chance or you can put yourself in a position to fight. Mm. My people is tired. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you not making the right decision for yourself. I'm tired of you not voting. I'm tired of you not taking care of yourself. It's time for us to stop the bullshit. We need to now. Sit down, look at who we are, look at what we're doing, and let's be responsible for ourselves and make sure that we become the best we can be. Because if we stay out here the way we are, we're expecting somebody else to take care of us. And I can tell you, Doc, the truth ain't coming.
3: Doc, I, I hear your passion, man. I definitely hear your passion. I have a question for you. Okay, so for the average person that's you at to make, home. You
0: got to make it quick because Dr. Hines trying to it. Okay, I'll make
3: him. it real, real quick. Um, yep. Just answer this for me. For the average person, it summed up really fast, what can they do as far as being at home? They're not able to necessarily get out and get the vitamin C. Like, what is something, a quick method, or is it too late to reverse that?
4: No, I mean, anything you do as far as exercise, put the TV down for a minute, you know, uh, do some meditation, do some, um, some stretching. If you can't do active exercise because your body won't allow you to, you can get out for a walk, you can get vitamin D. Right now, today, I took my shirt off, I put some real small shorts on. I went out and got me 10 minutes of sun <laughs> on, on the front of my body, 10 okay. minutes on the back. All right. 10 doc. minutes to 10 minutes give you vitamin D, and you can take some vitamin C, but you can still come to a doctor's office, so you can find a doctor that has vitamin C IV. You can go get it. We have it in ours. We are there for this only and the infrared sauna. That's the only thing we're doing in the office. Okay,
0: doc. Doc. great, Doc. Listen, Dr. Alexander will be on with us next Thursday. Thank you so very much. Dr. Hines is about to be about to pass the, the torch off to Dr. Hines. Dr. Alexander, thank you so much, and your passion is absolutely amazing. I feel you, thank you so very much.
4: Thank you, brothers. I appreciate you, right. and I appreciate the, the, the message that you're giving to the community and what you're doing. All right. You're God's thank, right. you, thank you, brothers.
1: Thank
0: you, Doctor. Talk, you, talk see to you,
5: you next week.
0: Bye. Doctor Hines. Yes, you're up next. How you doing?
5: I'm good. How are you
0: doing? Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for calling. This is Doctor Hines on the line now. And, Dr. Hines, tell them, you're an ER doctor, right?
5: So I'm an internal medicine doctor who happens to work in the emergency room.
0: Okay. Okay. Tell tell us what's on your mind about the COVID-19.
5: So one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and thank you so much, Alvin, for having me on the show today, um, is how COVID is affecting communities of color. Um, So, of course, you know, COVID-19 or coronavirus, as it is commonly called, called, excuse me, is very popular um, today. Um, one of the things that has been late in coming is how the communities of color are being affected. Um, we are now starting to see data, uh, particularly in uh, cities like Chicago, cities like Detroit, um, where there are large popu- large percentages of the African-American population that are dying from uh, COVID-19 infection. So, One of the things that we have to look at is why this is happening. Um, Number one, there are high-risk populations. We know the populations that have any lung disease, such as asthma or COPD, um, heart disease, or diabetes, are considered our high-risk populations. Um, Populations of color make up a larger percentage um, of those disease populations and therefore will have an increased risk of infection. Um, also populations of color may have jobs that cannot be done remotely so they increase their risk of exposure because they have to go out into the community Mm -hmm. in order to do their jobs there is also um, a lack of access so of course if you have a lack of a primary care provider um, then you cannot be plugged in really into um, preventative measures in general but um, therapeutic measures and preventative measures as it pertains to COVID-19 infection. Um, A lot of primary care, a lot of uh, people of color, excuse me, um, about 20 to 25 percent of all Americans don't have a primary care physician um, and receive episodic care in the emergency room, um, which has seen a decrease in volume because of fear of contracting um, the virus.
0: So, what kind of care you? What kind of care did you call it? Epic. What kind of
5: Epis- care? Episodic care. Now, what's that? So, I have. Um, so, I see people in the emergency room. You would think that people only go to the emergency room for emergencies.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, well, that is really not true. Um, we do see a lot of people that come in for the care and management of chronic medical conditions such as diabetes, hypertension. Um, chronic kidney disease, asthma, um, where they do not have a primary care physician and the emergency room is the only point of access for individuals to seek care.
3: Is that regularly or is that pretty much like if they have some type of like major issues going on with their health at that time?
5: Uh, yes and yes. Um, both of those things are true. Um, ERs all across the country do see people who will come in every month or every couple of months because they've run out of medication, they've lost their insurance, um, their primary care provider may have moved or retired or whatever the situation may be, and they're not acutely ill, but, you know, I need a refill of my blood pressure medication. I need to have my blood sugar checked. Um, And so, you know, they're coming in for that routine care in the emergency room.
1: Wow,
0: and this COVID-19 is strained strain on that, isn't it?
5: Well, it most certainly is. Um, Emergency rooms all across the country are very busy um, this time of year anyway because we are still in full force with uh, flu season. So we do see increased volumes during uh, flu and pneumonia season added onto um, the concerns uh, and the surges of patients who are now showing up in the emergency rooms uh, with symptoms that are suspicious for COVID-19 or who are actually positive for COVID-19, that volume has only strained an already stressed system.
3: Dr. Hines, what what would you recommend that, you know, we do or, you know, people at home, the listeners out there do to kind of help the situation? You know I mean? You know, we're all pretty much quarantined in our homes. And, you know, what is there, what type of advice would you re- recommend? So, um,
5: one of the things, or, or several of the things I will say, um, because I do have a few tips, um, number one is to please follow the social isolation guidelines. Okay. Um, of course, this is designed to what we, what we call flatten the curve, um, which is really speaking to the volume or influx of patients that would come into the emergency room, uh, sick with COVID-19, um, When we follow the social isolation guidelines, we are trying to minimize the risk of exposure. So, of course, the more you're out in the community, the more you're out in stores, you are exposing yourself to more people who potentially may be positive themselves. And we all know that they are asymptomatic carriers. So they may be exposing individuals and not even know that they themselves have been infected. Mm. Um. So if you must go out, um, you know, the current guidelines are for every person that goes out to wear a mask. Um, But, you know, I have some reservations in making this particular reservation recommendation um, because I don't want people to think that, oh, if I wear a mask, I'm cool to go outside and I will be okay. That is not necessarily the case. Um, Of course, the mask, nothing is 100 percent preventative. Um, but the masks do help, but not all masks are created equal. Okay. So some masks are going to give you protection, and some masks just look nice when you wear them. Um,
0: <laughs> what about the standard? So, you know, sorry? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: No, I was saying, you know, you have to be careful of, about the type of mask that you wear um, to really, really protect yourself. But of course, the best thing is to just stay at home until. We can all get over this this pandemic, and it's safe for everybody to go back out.
0: Why do they use 15 days as a marker? What, what what's the medical rationale behind that?
5: So, from what we know uh, thus far, and with this being a new epidemic, we are we in the medical community are learning as we go um, with this. But from what we know so far, it takes about 14 days for someone who has been infected with uh, COVID 19 to become symptomatic. Hmm. Um, so there's an incubation period, if you will, of about 14 days.
0: Wow. Okay. So after about 14 days, they figured then the, the supposedly the virus is uh kind of subsided or something or whatever you no, have in a um, show.
5: It will be, it's 14 days. So if you are exposed to COVID-19 on day one, it will take about 14 days before you start to show symptoms.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
5: Um, yeah, so that's what that 14 days is. So, um, you know, that leads me into the next tip of knowing the symptoms of, uh, of COVID-19 infection.
1: Okay. Um, the most
5: common symptoms are going to be a cough, fever, difficulty breathing, chest pain, and an extreme fatigue. Um, there are also some smaller um, symptoms, like, for example, a loss of a sense of smell. Um, has been one that we've been seeing in the medical medical community as well. Okay. Um, so we also want to um, seek medical attention and testing, which that in itself can become problematic um, because there are a lot of misinformation and myths out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, for example, um, there's one I found a few, and I'll just name the, a couple of them off. Um, Holding your breath for more than being able to hold your breath for more than 10 seconds means that you don't have COVID. That's not true. Um, Hot baths can prevent COVID infection. That's not true. Uh, Vaccines for flu or pneumonia will will consequently give you protection uh, for COVID. That is not true. Um, Of course, there is a vaccine in the works, but it is not available um, as of yet. Uh, Rinsing your nose with saline will prevent the infection. Um, that is not true. And then, of course, uh, there was the one that uh, black people can't get COVID or are more resistant yeah. to the virus. That is entirely untrue.
0: Yeah, we kind of know that one for sure. Now we need proof on that
3: one, I guess. <laughs> what about exactly? The- and- I'm sorry. But, sorry? No, go ahead. I was going to ask you, what about the one that uh, you have a certain amount of days if you feel some type of tingle in your throat that if you were to gargle or use some type of uh, warm, water. warm water, hot water, or Epsom salt, or even a little vodka and, and something, gargle with it, it is that, how, where does that fall on the scale? Uh,
5: that is a myth also. Wow. So here is the thing, because if there's 14 days for you to develop symptoms, you don't really know when you've been exposed. mm So how do you know when to gargle?
0: That's called comments. I like that, dog. You're right. You
5: know what I'm saying?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Um,
5: So so that's why those things from, you know, just from a logistical standpoint don't work. Okay. um, Because you don't know exactly when, you know, your point of exposure has happened. Um, Okay. You also want to, you know, minimize your outings to only what's necessary um, you know, I've seen whole families out in Walmart and I'm like, oh, my God, what's right? going on there? Yeah.
1: Everybody doesn't
5: all. need to go. I yeah. know we're all tired of being stuck in the house and cooped up and we're bored and all of those things. But really, the safest thing is to designate one, one person. person in your family who will go out and run errands. I
1: agree.
5: Um, so that way you can kind of um, reduce the amount of contacts that everyone has. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because we all have seen in the news where people have chosen to, for one reason or another, um, have chosen to ignore the um, social isolation guidelines, and they're having gatherings and choir rehearsals and so on and so forth. And then you have a significant number of that group who are coming down with the virus becoming symptomatic and unfortunately becoming seriously ill even to the point of dying from this in large numbers. um and in large numbers um and those numbers are are escalating by the day unfortunately
0: so um uh, doc we, i i got a somebody sent a question and well um yeah. the question was uh what about cloth mask does what do you think about the cloth mask i know it's not an n95 but what do you think
5: It is not an N95. Um, So when we look at how a mask is protective, um, we look at a a few factors. Um, Number one, um, it has to be uh, breathable, which cloth will definitely give you that. Uh, But it also has to be um, resistant to smaller particles. So when you wear a cloth mask, that may be very helpful for you for certain dust or pollen to keep those things out of your respiratory tract. Uh, but when we talk about viruses, they are so very small that the cloth mask is just not going to be effective at, at presenting a barrier to the virus getting into your system. Um, I have seen some cloth masks that are being modified where you can put uh, different types of filters inside and of course that does help um, because the more layers you have, the more of a barrier you have, Um, but I have yet to see any studies that talk about the efficiency of that method and, you know, what presents a proper barrier to put inside a cloth mask. Is a coffee filter good enough? Uh, Is cotton good enough? Is other cloth good enough? We we just don't have the data on
3: that. Okay, okay. But would you recommend you know, to, even though we don't necessarily know the percentage that it protects, does it help? And should individuals, you know, put that on? Because what we're hearing on the news is, you know, of course they're out of the N95 mask and those go to the ones on the front line. But if you're at home, if you have a shirt or something or a handkerchief or even some type of um, mask that's been made uh, to put that on and kind of use as a protective measure, even if it's a low number, it's still helping and, you know, if someone has it and they are out and about, and we're told... You mean about, just try something? Try something, yeah. Okay. Well,
5: you know, there, there is that that thought that something is better than nothing.
3: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then there is also that, you know, nothing is 100%. So not even the N95 is going to be 100% effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the most effective um, coming in, I believe, somewhere between 95 and 97%. Okay. Effective, so it is as close to 100% effective as you can get. Um, looking at studies that have talked about just a plain cloth mask without anything in it, any kind of filter or anything, they are looking to be about 70% effective at protecting you.
1: Okay. Okay.
5: So there is something to it. But, you know, I don't want people to have a false sense of security because they have on a cloth mask. And now I can go out into crowds. I can get close to people because that is not going to give you the maximum protection that you need.
3: Mm, understood. But if, if for some reason you definitely have to go out, it's much better for you to have a mask on and protect yourself somewhat, you know, um, being that. You, it's, it's pretty much that need to go out, whether it's to get grocery for the family or to work or what have you, it's best to have something on your face.
5: I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah.
3: I don't understand
0: people riding around in a car with your mask on. You riding in the car with a mask on. Well, it depends on if somebody's in
3: the car with you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. So if somebody's in the car with you that does not live in your house, you are not practicing social isolation. Yeah. So that's so maybe that mask, I don't know if that mask is helping you, that cloth mask is helping you. That Doc, I'm so glad you said that. You are, seats, I don't know. You are so right, right
0: Doc. Yeah. Um,
5: but, you know, it may be that some people um, forget that they have it on or if you're running short errands, you don't want to keep taking it on and putting it off right. you know, pulling it off.
1: Right. right.
5: Um, so I've seen people in their cars with it, too. And I'm like, Well, where are you going? Where are you coming I know, right? from that you have to wear the mask? But you know what? We're, wear your mask. Sure.
3: Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and I'm one of those people. You know. You may see he rides me with my around, man. Doc. What?
0: He rides around in the truck with him. man. Ain't nobody what? in the truck with him.
3: But this is why. Let me let me tell you why. <laughs> exactly. What, Doctor, Doc. Exactly. What <laughs> Dr. Sue gonna
0: help you with that when she calls in? Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Doc, check this out. So this is this is my logic behind that. If you're running errands and you you, you need to get in and out. Uh, or you have the windows down, the pollen is blowing. Because, see, you got to take in mind there's still pollen season in it. So we have a lot Most of that certainly. floating around. Yeah, okay. And then in addition, addition to that, you know, there's only so much hand sanitizer. And if you're constantly pulling on your mask, if it has something on the exterior and you're touching it, then you're touching your face. and touch. So just keep your mask on. Get a little bit comfortable with she, it until Dr. you get back home. Says, so put so it on before says, you leave the home. The, I agree with that. But, again, if you have to go to the grocery store or something's mandatory that you go out, you know, put it on when you leave and take it off when you get home okay doc
5: i I think that's a good practice
3: (laughs) we have (laughs) uh dr sewell is
0: called in uh doc thank you so very much thank you thank you so much for calling in now you listen dr Hines will be calling in every thursday y'all we're doing this uh covid 19 update doc thank you so much
5: thank you all so much y'all have a great day stay safe out there everybody we
0: will thank you (laughs) bye-bye dr sewell
6: Yes. Hello. You're, you're,
0: you? you're up next. How you doing? I am doing well. How
6: about
0: yourself? Absolutely wonderful. We got, we got, we got your very first patient in here. My co-host, uh, Mr. Edmond, <laughs> says he rides <rats> around <laughs> with his mask on in the car. <laughs> Could you explain to him if he's the only one that is a psychological thing, <clears throat> Doc? <laughs> <laughs> what? what, what do, so, Doctor is gonna help us with the thing uh, with the whole mental capacity. So, uh, Doc, tell us what's on your mind today.
6: Okay. All right. So, um, I, for those of you who, li- who listen to me, um, I, I, have a show called the wellness Enclave. So I'm really big on looking at emotional health and wellness from a holistic perspective. So I've been listening to, to the show and a lot of things that both of the docs were talking about actually will actually, it will actually help with emotional wellness and mental health. Now, one of the things is I do tele-mental health in the evening and no matter what I am talking to, a client about what always comes up is COVID-19, okay, Mm -hmm. always Mm COVID-19, what I am seeing is that there is a great deal of isolation or people have this feeling of isolation and they don't know how to deal with it. It's really causing a lot of anxiety, depression, stress, frustration. Um, Some of the challenges that we're having is this, or let me say this, the primary challenge is COVID-19 goes against almost everything that keeps us emotionally healthy as a general rule. Mm. So not only is the disease itself not healthy, of course, we know that, you know, that also the emotional wellness. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. The first thing is this. In order for us to get better, we have to do the distancing. In order for us uh, you know, for the disease to plateau or to kind of level off, we're practicing social distancing, and and I absolutely agree with that. But that also causes restriction of movement, which in our mind takes away our freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That takes away our freedom. It also, in taking away our freedom it also kind of lends itself to, you know what, I'm restricted to the house. So there are individuals who are not even going outside, okay? If you're not going outside, what that will do is increase the probability for depression. Mm
1: -hmm. And let me
6: tell you why, because going outside really helps. Exercising increases the endorphins. That helps you clear your mind, and also you're getting that vitamin D, and studies show from the sun, if you are in a place where the where the sun is shining, okay, because studies show that vitamin D and the sun, you know, is linked to the sun, mm-hmm. or the sun is linked to vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And what it shows is that it will help with depression or lifting that mood of depression. Okay, that's the first thing. Then we're looking at let's look at COVID nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a disease as far as I, I'm not I'm not medical, I'm an academic, okay. But let's look at it from a from this perspective. We really don't know anything about this disease, so we're dealing with the unknown. Is
3: right. that correct? Right. All at the right. same time, exactly. Right. So,
6: we're dealing with the unknown. What is the what is one of the main things that as adults we love, and even as children, we like that stability and the knowing.
1: Right.
6: And that comfort level. So that disturbs our comfort level right there. Anytime something disturbs our comfort level, that causes anxiety. Right. It causes it causes some anxiety. Then we're just looking at isolation in general, as as people. And saying, when I say as people, I'm not picking up particular color. Hmm. Now, Mister. Now, let me say this, Mister. Mister. Alvin knows this. I can sit in the house by myself for two months, uh, and I, plus I'm old, so it's not impacting me right as much as
0: it be. Just be just as happy. <laughs> <I> might be <laughs> might be a little fat around the edges, but I'd be happy.
3: Right. That's my right. world. Also, I can do the right. same. <laughs>
6: But with the isolation, you know, as, as a society and as people, our positive energy is basically is interdependent of one another. We're, basically, we're an interdependent set of people. Right. And we look at our interpersonal relationships to push us through and to move us through. So when I say interpersonal, interpersonal and I'm talking about interdependent, that means in some form or fashion we need each other to survive.
1: Definitely, yep, we, we do, really do. and yeah.
6: a lot of that needing one another is is communication. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely positively communication, and a lot of people who are social, we feel like we don't have that. And and let's let's look at this realistically. This is the time that we're living in right now. This yeah, is the right. time we're living in. We have family members that we can't talk to. I have two or three associates who have lost family members. Wow. To COVID, to COVID, or to something else, but then there's an overwhelming sorrow because how do I celebrate this person's life? We can't even get together to to do anything. So, so we have people who have birthdays, birthdays who are milestones. Yeah. How do we celebrate those things? That leaves me feeling sometimes, even though I know I'm not, unsupported but that kind of leaves me feeling a certain type of way, not only as the person who is experiencing I have a birthday or a person who may have experienced a loss let's say it may be a husband or wife your children may not even be able to come and see you
0: so 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 how, let me,
6: so how do I go move through those things so here yes yes sir
0: so let me let me actually what what do you what do you suggest that they're telling them so it sounds like what you're telling us is if, if they're uh isolated they're not we're not able to go anywhere. Uh, which seems like it builds up a weaker immune system because now we're depressed and stressed.
2: Correct. What
0: do you tell the listeners that they could do within the confines of where, where they are? What, what are some of the things that you think we could do uh, to still maintain the social distancing like we should within our own rooms? Right.
6: So here are some of the things. I'm glad you asked that. So here are some of the things that I'm looking at. And, and I will be talking about a number of things in the coming weeks. Let me throw that in there before I talk about these coping strategies. And one of them is, I specifically want to talk about how to survive your relationship when you're living in the home with your significant other
1: Ooh, because we're seeing, increase
6: in, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing an increase in domestic violence. And I also want to talk about other issues, like how do we deal with our children. I myself don't have any, but I have colleagues and some other, you know, relatives. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with your children all day, every day, and not and, and let child abuse not go up? We don't want child abuse to go up. Um, and, and how do you function with that. So these are a number of things that we're going to be talking about along with, and I'm saying that because what I want you to do is remember some of these coping strategies I'm telling you because some of these things will apply okay. as we talk about these different situations throughout the week. So one of the things you can do is remember that you can go outside. Okay. You can go outside. Right. Even, if, and even if you're in an area where it may not be the best weather still, You know, you may not be getting as much vitamin D, but guess what? You're going to be increasing those endorphins. Okay. Okay? You're going to be walking around. Try not to eat as heavy. One of the things about working remotely and one of the things about being in the house, we will start eating on every—chips, cookies. I I know vegans that do this all the time. Cookies. Yes. Candy. Ice cream, because see, when you when you're in the home, what you're doing is, you, you know, you get bored and you're like, might as well go get something to eat. Yep. Well, well so so what you don't want to do is do that. What you do want to do, you want you want to try to eat better, and you want to substitute those things. Yeah. Okay. That's- you when you want when you when
3: you go to the store,
6: don't buy any cookies. Don't. Yeah. Replace, it, do replace that. them with carrots uh-huh. and celery oh, fruit. and
3: fruit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, put that in the refrigerator, but prep it. Prep it, put it <clears> in, <throat> in the refrigerator. And when you want a snack instead of eating chips Correct. or cookies or something like that, go in there and grab a, a stick of celery or some carrots or some grape or uh, grapes or uh, cut up an orange or eat something like that. So it's okay Correct. to eat throughout the day. Just eat the right things.
6: And the other piece is this too. If it's nice outside, you can step away from your work and go outside for like a 10, 15 minute walk. That's right. Or if you have some exercise equipment in the house, again, Alvin and I talk a great deal, and so you know, I went out and I love to box. I said I'm going to have to go out and buy a boxing bag. So you know what? I bought a boxing bag and 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 some ropes, some battle ropes. And when I get and sometimes when I need to take a break, instead of me going to get something to eat, I'm like, let me go out here and mess with these ropes for about five or ten minutes and do something like that. So you, you can do those types of things. And we're dealing with being isolated from your family. That was one of the things, and your friends. So here's the thing about social media. Social media is good and it's bad. Here's where it's good. With social media, we may not have the same type of contact that we would like. But you know what? A lot of times when we see people's faces, when we're talking to them, we feel much better because mm-hmm. we know they're just not saying to us, I'm okay.
1: Right.
6: Yeah. It's okay. So one of the things that you can work at doing, if you have siblings and friends and that type of thing, you can work on trying to, um, and I know Zoom is having some problems right now. Right. But one of the things you can do is do something like similar to Zoom. And you guys come in, you can do Skype. Okay, you can do group Skype. So you guys can set up a time every day just to call in and check in and see how everybody's doing. That's one of the things that you can do to kind of decrease that feeling of isolation because there are people that are going through the same thing that you're going through and they're feeling the same way that you're feeling.
1: Yeah. Okay.
6: Um, If there is a loss in your family... Again, that's one of the things you can do is is not the most effective. It may not be the most effective. And let me be clear on this. I'm not saying this is the best remedy. I'm not saying you're going to feel 100% better. What I am saying is the reality that we are living in now. Mm -hmm. We are going to have to readjust our thought process in terms of what we can do that's best for us. Because life, as we know, whether temporarily or forever, it has changed.
3: Yes.
0: Well, you know, that changed. And, and,
6: and so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. they, uh, my my engineer is wrapping me up here.
6: Okay, uh, I'm so, sorry.
0: No, no, you're all right. So, listen, Doc Doctor uh, Sewell will be here again with us next week. Uh, to talk to us about this, I needed to talk to you when COVID first came out because I went through four bags of chips. Strong first week. <laughs> <laughs> I was strong. So, when were, not no small so, bags. Now
6: I, was I know strong. your engineer is wrapping us up, but here's the other thing that, I, and I'm going to talk about this on another show. But let me throw this out here. Okay, all of us have bad habits and vices. All yeah. of us, whether it's eating chips, drinking, uh, smoke, smoking weed. I know some of you going to pretend like you don't do it, but I, so you do. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. We need to try not to exacerbate y'all our laughing?
0: vices. You're right, Doc. Do not
6: make do not make them worse. Alcohol use has gone up fifty percent since COVID. Fifty percent, wow. and and those vices will do nothing but be a vicious cycle. Even if it's food, it will be a vicious cycle, and it will cause you to fall more into depression and or anxiety. Wow, y'all heard that? You heard that? You bro, heard Doc. that,
0: Doc? Thank you so. So very much. I appreciate you. You know I do. Looking forward to next Thursday uh show. Same time, same place.
6: Yes, sir. Doc, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank I you, appreciate dog. you for having me. No right. problem. a
0: alright alright you All right. All right, y'all. We uh that was our um COVID nineteen uh health update. Look forward to doing this every Thursday, same time, same station. Uh y'all, I hope you took that down. You can listen to this again on the podcast. Go to old fashioned health um Show on all of the podcasts, Apple, all of them, all of them out there. We everywhere. We be boy.
3: I'm telling yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing that. <laughs> well, you can
0: go uh, to oldfashionedhealth.com website and you'll get a chance to hear the uh same show. Oh, and actually the show gonna play again. Uh, tomorrow is Good Friday, right? Yeah. Oh, so we're not here tomorrow, y'all, by the way. So this same show will play again tomorrow at the same time. So in case you missed it, you can listen to it again, same time. Just it just same way you listen to it today, you can listen to it tomorrow.
3: Right? And, and I just want to leave you with two things um, just to piggyback on what the doc said. I would say definitely because things have changed so much and we're talking about losing loved ones and stuff. Celebrate your loved ones now. Celebrate right now. them now. Call them. Let, you, let them know you appreciate them. You miss them. Um post pics and, yeah. and all that call, kind of don't stuff. Go yeah. over yeah, yeah, no, don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go over there. Yeah, but John. call, text, and all that good stuff. And watch some good mu- movies and listen to some good music. Sometimes you got to clock out from what's going on in the world and just get your few, few good laughs in and then go back to it. All right, y'all. Yeah, thank for you for time. listening
0: to the Old Fashioned Health Show with Alvin and, and Edmund, Edmund on The Real 1100. And pray on
1: the G.
2: Thanks for stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday at 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.